Welcome to the Elevating Funeral Service podcast. If you want to run a successful funeral home, cemetery, or pet cremation service, you don't have to be the one that has the lowest price. You do need to be the one that offers the most value, provides the best customer experience, and clearly communicates that in your marketing. On this weekly podcast, Ellery and Welton will show easy ways to demonstrate value to families and create differentiation that helps you stand out from the competition. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Elevating Funeral Service. I'm your host, Ellery Bowker. I'm with my good friend and co-host, Welton Hong. And first, we apologize for the, the, uh, the delay, but we've been, we've been out for a few weeks, but we're back uh, with the conventions going on, the virtual conventions, and just a lot of other things. We've been really busy, so glad to be back. Um, we've got a really, really good episode uh, we're going to talk about today, which is going to be about setting goals for 2021. Um, Welton, I am sure, just like you, I'm ready for 2020 to go away. Oh man! <clears throat> um, one of the good things about 2020 is that it's almost over. <laughs> almost. Yeah. It will go by very fast. So typically, the last few weeks goes by very, very fast. Yeah. 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 Well, my number one goal for 2021 is that we don't carry any of 2020 over into 2021. Oh, oh I hear you. <laughs> Pardon me. So yeah, we got a great episode today. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about if you're a funeral home owner, how you can position yourself to grow, right? And that's kind of the the, the the basic idea of it is, uh, you know, how you can grow and grow your call volume, grow your market share, et cetera. So um, as a typical business, you're probably going to set goals for different departments, right? For staffing and for, you know, product development. But in the context of this episode, we're really going to be talking about marketing. Mm-hmm. So setting some goals, uh, marketing. So uh, I'm going to let Welton kind of kick this off, but I think we'll just kind of just kick around some different ideas um, on some things they can be doing and, and yeah. uh, we'll see what we can come up with. Right. Yes, I learned quite a bit from our clients and that for many, many years is the larger they are or the more they plan way ahead. Many of them started their planning process in October already. They started setting their goals. Then in November, they start locking things because might have to go to different departments for budgeting. And most likely by end of November, they're already done with their marketing calendar marketing plan everything knowing that some of these strategies might take a while to come to fruition if they wait until january 1st to even just fire off some of these weapons there's no way you're gonna start to get that many um call volume right away starting right on january 1st a lot of these will take time to come to fruition some of these strategies even they start firing off on january 1st it might be right late um right late spring before these strategies start working Sure. So I learned a lot from these large companies. They really do plan a lot earlier on, starting in October. Yeah, you know, I heard it once, and, and I do the same thing. We try very uh, earnestly to get started on it early. Right. Um, I heard a, a person say one time, and I thought it was a great analogy. He said, imagine if you were at the bottom of a hill on a bike, mm-hmm. and you're parked at the bottom of the hill, and your job is to just start pedaling. You got to start pedaling up that hill. Right. It's very hard, right? But if you back up, you know, and get a running start, you know, then you can, right. then you can kind of get up that hill. So I kind of look at, at that as kind of backing up a month or two or three because um, you can get that running start. So you can kind of hit the ground running in January. Yeah. Me personally, I'm, I'm really, I started that process back in October. Now, like it's almost more than a month now. I'm still trying to figure out what are the right strategies. It's like now knowing this is my new target, Man, it's not that easy. It's not like arbitrary number. I just said, oh, I want to get to this next year. 
and I'm done. <laughs> just carving out that game plan is so difficult. Yeah. Thinking through a bunch of contingency plans, just different things, so difficult to even yeah. come up with the plan. Yeah. Um, I wonder too, um, and again, you know, those that do this all the time, you know, that's probably not who I'm talking about here, but you know, those of you, like many of us that get to January 1st and you know, right. you, you're like, ah, oh, I got to be 20 pounds lighter, right. Or I'm going to go do this <laughs> in my business, or I'm going to go do this. Um, a lot of times we set unrealistic goals, right. you know, right. so as a business for me, we always try to go by a percentage. Like I want to grow by right. 5% or 10% or 20%. Right. Um, so uh, you talked earlier offline with me about um, funeral homes setting goals in the context of call volume. Can you talk uh, about that? Yeah. So typically what, right now, starting in October, we started going through the process with our clients, start asking what metrics, we typically track their call volume, obviously, their revenue as well, revenue per call. So now for the following year, they typically let us know where they want to go. Then in November, we'll sit down with them and kind of show them, hey, these are the marketing strategies that might help you bridge that gap. I think the, the issue, whenever I, even it's very difficult for me to go over these marketing plan with them because there's so many uncertainties. But the good thing here is let's start planning it now rather than wait until January or February to do that marketing plan with them. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you, do you find that they're focusing more on kind of just one um, simple metric like call volume? Like that's what they're looking at because that's the easy one to track. Or right. do you think that they're, they're concerned more? Well, I know they're probably concerned, but do you think that they really pay attention to, um, you know, increasing the revenue per call or the profitability, I should say. Right. Interesting, Ellery. The, the more savvy they are, the more metrics they track, but most of them just go by call volume. But that's not a very good gauge of the whole right health of the business. Right. So the more healthy they are, they track revenue per call, profitability, all those. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting because and I've heard um I think some of you know Dan Assard or Jake Johnson or one of those yeah. consultants were, were talking about it one day and I heard him say, you know, you can grow your call volume and you lose, you know, you made less money than you did last year. Yeah. Right. That, you know, that so, happened. right. Like forget about call volume, yeah. worry about, you know, profit, you know, are, are right. you, <clears throat> what you're taking home yeah. at, the, at, at the end of the year. Right. You know, it's interesting, Welton, on, um, on, and, and I wonder how many people think about this, but and I'm sure they, they do. But for me, I always try to put myself in the shoes that if I was a funeral home owner, right. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, I'm not, you know, that I'm not a funeral director. I'm not a funeral home owner. I just get the pleasure of working with funeral home owners all the time. Yeah. But I, but I would think about it more from a percentage standpoint of market share. Right. Like I would probably use that as my benchmark. So, uh, and to do that, of course, you have to know how many deaths occurred in your market, but mm -hmm. I would, I would, I would try to benchmark my growth off of that. So I love that. So for example, if, you know, if you've got, if you do a hundred calls and you're 15% of the, uh, of the, your, you know, total deaths in your area, mm -hmm. um, you know, the call volume really doesn't matter. You know, what, what really matters is, you know, that 15%. Because if the call, if the total deaths go down, you know, your percentage should go down in, you know, in a relative form. Right. Um, so that to me is something that I would probably look at. I love that. Do yeah, you think many do that or? I don't think many do that because many of them are like, hey, it's hard for me to set a goal because it varies based on the death rate. That's why I love your metric there is the percentage of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that. right. Because in yeah. that case, you could go down to 95 calls. But, you know, you went up to 18 or 20% of the pie, right? right. And, it's, and it's only happening because the mortality is going down, but you right. actually grew. 
So yeah, that call volume to me, that call volume to me is an easy metric, right? And it kind of keeps you on track, but I would, I would obviously look at profitability seriously. um, And then I would look at kind of the percentage of the, of the pie. And the only way to do that is to track the obituaries, um, you know, in your area. Um, And then, you know, what's interesting too, is if you did that, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't know exactly how you would do that because, um, you can only count, you know, your competitors in that area. But one thing that I've, I've noticed and, I, and I've seen it firsthand is that, you know, whereas you used to look at a market and maybe say, okay, it's a three to five mile range, right? A radius around your funeral home. Right. Um, that, that radius has just expanded, you know, a ton uh, right. when it comes to cremation. Uh, you know, burial is a hyper-local event. You know, you're typically right. not going to go one or two towns over to bury somebody unless that's where they're from. Right. But cremation families you know, they'll drive 50 miles, right? Yeah. We've all seen that. They'll drive 50 yeah. miles for the right value. Um, right. And so it's, it, it's not that you're sharing that pie with the three other competitors in town. Now you're not sharing anymore. it with everyone. Um, so it's a little right. bit harder to track the percentage of the pie. So it's, it's right. probably easier for them to track call volume. But to me, I think I would be interested in, in knowing that percentage. Right, right. And Ellery, if I might share just a few lessons learned from working with these funeral directors on um, a few things they should be looking out for. One is when they're planning for the following year, that's they did 200 calls last year, just to maintain, using your example, just to maintain 200 cases. And this year, for example, you, you fired off social media, for example, and Google Ads, it got you 200 calls. But leveraging the same exact tactic might not necessarily got, get you to 200 calls. You might have to fire off more things because there's more competition coming in now. So that's why having a marketing plan, let's say you want to get to 225, the gap you might think is 25 calls from 200 to 225. You might think the gap is 25 that you need to figure out how to get there. But in reality, if you fire off the same exact strategies, it might only hit 180, 185. Right, right. It might, right. It might lose some effectiveness over time. Right, right. So I, typically when we carve out these marketing plans, we're trying to overshoot a little bit more just to make sure there's a little buffer built in there just in case. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Right. Um, well, do you have a sense of what, and this is just a question that's yeah. rattling around in my mind, but yeah. do you have a sense of what percentage of revenue a funeral home should be spending on marketing? I will give you a benchmark from other industries. Okay. Or it's a very, very different. So for example, in the home improvement sector, typically you don't have a lot of reoccurring customers like windows and doors, for example, they would put up to typically around 8%. 8%. Which is a lot. Yeah. 8%. But they know they got to spend money to generate leads. That sure. industry, they, they are very used to the long time ago, they already started doing a lot of, um, TV, radio, yellow pages, so they're used to right, spending money to generate leads. Right. In the home, in the funeral industry, obviously it's a lot less than that. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think the average funeral home spends on marketing? Probably three. Three mm-hmm. percent. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you think that's because they, uh, you know, if they're established business in town, they're just going to get so many calls regardless? Right. Where the windows and doors are not, right? They have to go out and hunt and drag something home every time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes right. sense. And then if, if a funeral home is spending, you know, call it, you know, let's just call it 5%. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all know that, um, you know, the sexy thing is online advertising, right? And social media. 
but you know, billboards still work, right? I mean, still ads still story. work. I mean, believe it or not, people still open the yellow pages. I wouldn't, I wouldn't right. say put a ton of money in there, but yeah. you, know, you, you have to be visible. Right. Um, you know, would you have a sense of what funeral homes should be spending like offline versus online? I would say I have a weird philosophy is that say, um, I wouldn't shift, it gets very, very dangerous to shift what used to work already and shift everything online. That That is, it's odd coming from a digital marketing person. I right. love digital. Yeah. But offline, let's say you did radio, TV, all these, it got you to this amount, 300 calls. And what you need digital comes in to supplement that. You got to be doing multi-channel marketing these days. Right. It's yeah. very dangerous to pull away TV which is a little hard to track and then ship all of that budget online. So I will typically, my mindset is a little bit different. If we can spend a dollar and one channel might get you a dollar and 10 cents back, mm-hmm. I would do it, right? Easy. If under channel, I put in a buck, it gets me a dollar and a, a cent back, one dollar and one penny back. Mm-hmm. I would still do it. Mm-hmm. You just want to find as many channels as possible. Yeah, that's how yeah. I look at these are more investment than yeah. investors. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, if I if I can put a dollar in and get a dollar ten out, I'm going to keep feeding dollars in. Yeah, there. I would. Yeah. Right. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to keep feeding that machine. I'm going to borrow dollars from other right. people to feed that machine. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting, multiple, an interesting way. Yeah. You know, I think at, at the root of all of it, Welton. Um, you know, if you're going to set goals for next year, you have to know what you did this year. Exactly. And the, only way you, the only way you know what you did this year is if you were tracking it. <laughs> and one of the things I think, and this is just, this is just, this is not exclusive to funeral service, but mm-hmm. one of the things traditional service businesses do that are established that have customers that come to them, you know, just kind of because they're known and they've got a great reputation and they've got legacy in town um, mm-hmm. is more and more people are having to market their services, right? So there's less loyalty for funeral homes. You know, they have to kind of go out and find more customers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the past, I think they would say, okay, well, we're going to spend, you know, I don't know, call it $10,000 this year, $20,000 this year. And then they would just kind of spray it around, right? They spray right. it around. And the problem with that is, you know, you don't know the efficacy of it, right? We don't know what it's working. We don't know if you got, if you picked up, um, let's say you took 20% uh, of your $10,000 and you put it in radio, 20% in television, 20% newspaper, et cetera. And let's say that you've got 20 new calls this year. If you don't know where it came from, you know, the next year you're going to do the exact same thing and it may not work as well. Whereas if you could pinpoint and say, okay, well, radio, which it probably isn't, but let's say radio gave you those 20 new calls, Mm -hmm. I'd be putting a lot more money in the radio, right? Right. Because that's that dollar machine where you're getting a dollar 10 back out. Yeah. But I think the lesson here is that you just have to track it. Um, And that's not easy to do. It's easy to have a little clipboard and I see it in the funeral homes, you know, and they can look at that clipboard and say, okay, we're at 85 calls this year. Uh, we're on track to do this, which is, you know, better or worse than last year. That's right. kind of the, the basic measurement that I see right. um, in there. But at the end of the day, if, if you really want to get serious about m- stretching your dollars, right. Making right. that dollar uh, uh, more affordable uh, or making that dollar stretch, you know, buy more with that dollar, you have to really track it. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, Welton. So when you're, when you're strategizing with your customers, right. um, let's say that using your example, I want to go from 200 to 225 mm-hmm. and I'm going to spend 50% of my marketing. I'm just throwing these numbers out there on digital. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you, you know, digital has got different channels, right? So where do you, where would you spend that 50%? Right. 
typically, I, I will say there's a science to sequencing. Um, what so does that mean? Sequencing means depending on search, typically will be going after those that are a little bit more, they have intention already. So typically, right. I love search a little bit more because you're strictly targeting those who are problem aware. They go on Google, they might type in fear home near me. Right. Asian Atlanta, for example. So you're targeting those who are already problem aware. So we'll typically saturate search first. Then we'll go upstream, up the funnel, start working with clients on more on display interruption-based advertising. So to use that analogy offline is if you think about radio, TV, right? All those offline channels, billboards, when they heard you on radio, they're not problem aware yet, but you're building awareness, right? which is needed, right? Yeah. So statistics take seven touches before it sinks in your brand or your messaging. Yeah. So I love branding type advertisement as well, but sequencing means I want to exhaust search first. Right. Right. Then we'll go upstream to build our awareness. Then. Yeah. Uh, social media is great for branding. Get the name out there. You know, it's it's really interesting that you say that uh, about the awareness, and it's very timely because we're recording this. You know, a couple weeks after the election, and <laughs> you know, there's been studies that have shown that people will will cast a ballot for a name they recognize. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you see a gazillion signs out there. You know, right. with the one name, one name, one name. <laughs> And, and, and people that they've done on exit polls when, you know, truthfully, they don't know why they voted for them. And the answer, you know, is because that name's familiar <laughs> to me, that name, exactly. that name recognition, you know? So it's, um, yeah, so that's definitely it. And you definitely have to be willing to invest in the awareness because right. that's the long game. That is. Right. I, that's I the long game. Those type of strategies too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the long game. And, and I probably, um, if I, if I were, if I were to probably, compare like a, uh, a full service funeral home versus like a, a direct cremation company. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to think that the funeral home is going to be playing more the long game. Right. right. And the direct cremation company is going to be kind of going after that search, right. That at need, right. you know, right. somebody died, we need to put our name in front of them right now. Right. Um, so they're probably going to put a lot more money, um, uh, right. you know, into that. So mm -hmm. yeah, interesting. And, um, so, they would set a percentage, you know, they're going to try to divvy that percentage up between search and maybe, you know, uh, awareness. Um, what, what would you do offline? Right. I know that's not your world, but let's no. say you're, let's say it's Hong right. Funeral Home, right. right? Where are you putting some money offline? Our clients have good success still with TV and radio. Those mm -hmm. two channels still do very well for that demographics they're trying to reach. <laughs> Right, especially radio, TV, those 65 and plus, that pre-planning age, TV and radio still do very well. Yeah. Right. And they're not think, that expensive. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I think you can take no. cable TV for, you know, yeah. probably, what, what do you think, three or $400? Yeah, the CPN has come down a lot, a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. Even Google next year or the year after will be helping. Um, you can go directly placement, direct placement on uh, TV. And radio. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be yeah, awesome. Your local TV, they're not that expensive to run anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I learned about, um, I learned about advertising when one day I was probably 17 years old. Um, and I remember staying home from school one day mm -hmm. and I remember seeing all these, <laughs> this is going to be terrible, but I remember seeing all of these commercials for like bankruptcy lawyers. 
<laughs> right? And it was all at like 11 o'clock in the morning or noon or 10 o'clock in the morning. I remember asking my mom, you know, why are there so many, why are there so many, you know, attorney commercials like that? And she said, because if people are watching this now, they're out of work, right? <laughs> they, you know, they may have problems. And so I kind of learned that, you know, they, they dial that in right at the right time. So yeah, I'm sure TV is, is probably yeah. still effective for that. Yeah, they still work. Yeah. Great branding, getting a message out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, listen, uh, we'll wrap this one up. This has been a great episode. You know, I think it's just something to think about. You know, we're, we're all going to think about it in, in six weeks when it's the new year. You know, we're going to go, oh, what do we want to do this year? You know, and, and, and you know, personally and professionally. Um, so I think just getting a head start on just thinking about it now. Um, oh, now. And, 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 you know, setting a goal, setting a realistic goal. But, but more important than that, um, you know, how to achieve it. Like how to break it down. Like how do you're actually going to do that? And then that can kind of get into some, some tactics um next week uh, or on the next episode we're going to be talking about doing SWOT analysis and I'm Fun. really excited about that Fun. um so it's going to be a real real opportunity to kind of take a peek inside what a what a funeral home should be looking at as far as running their business goes but um if you found value in this episode we we or the podcast in general we'd appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes Spotify Stitcher any of them and and leave a review we'd really appreciate that and we put something out on um Instagram the other day asking for ideas, uh, you know, just different things. And we got right. a, a lot in, but if you, if any of the listeners have any topics you want Weldon and I to dive into that we can provide value for, we will, or we'll grab a guest that is an expert in that department or that field. We'll bring them in to do that. So we have a lot of good episodes planned. We are also setting goals for 2021 for the, <laughs> for the podcast. And so we hope to grow it and hope to add a lot more value to, uh, to funeral professionals out there, uh, in the next year. So Weldon, until next time, I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Right. Later, guys.